Hello, family. Nice to see everyone again. Oh, look at all my favorites in the house tonight. I love it. All right, we are connected, we are grounded, we are cleared, we are charged. Hold a book, hold the Bible, hold some cards. I don't care what you got to set intentions for creator, for spirit, to give you a message that you need to hear and see right after class to connect a whole bunch of dots for you. You know how to do it. Pull your card, please. How appropriate. Forgive yourself. You've done nothing wrong. I love that this is coming up because divergence is very big on no right or wrong. There's just aligned choices and misaligned choices. And depending on what choice you make will depend on what actors have to come online, what reminders have to be activated. So I'm happy that this is coming up because this has been a big thing that I have noticed since I've been introduced to the whole perfecting and the straw man, as you might call it is there's a lot of people really pissed off. A lot of people really angry to the point almost where there's hatred. They're so pissed off at the game. We wanna talk about this for a moment because this is something that came through in one of our Queen's school, one of my favorite books ever, one of my biggest awakenings, a book of insight. Tilde and Tina. These are two sisters and they channeled in this information and spirit brought in that there are four emotions of the low order. Useless, pointless, unnecessary emotions to feel. They said, it's Satan's four cornerstones. Anger. Hatred. Sorrow. And fear. Any of these lower vibrational emotions create confusion. So here's the thing. We're trying to shift your energy a little bit because there is an anger. You know how there's always some processes of going through trauma or pain or any kind of healing. And part of that is assessing, actually feeling, realizing where you contributed this is why we're trying to bring so much attention to the fact that you are 
the script writer, you are the actor, you, you planned all of this. And it just depends on whether or not you're making aligned decisions or misaligned decisions as to the result that you're getting, which is why your outside world is a complete reflection of your inside world. Why are we talking about this? Here's why. Stop being so pissed off at the system. The system served you. And here's the thing, you still use it. If you need something, don't bite the hand. The game is in place because there was nothing else that was. You didn't know it any better. It's the whole, when you abandon something and someone comes and grabs it and puts it in a little lost and found, are you gonna be pissed off at the box and who collected it for you? Especially when you can go and take it back, stop it. This is where we need to get rid of the anger, the hatred, the I'm pissed off, I'm in Satan's game. I'm not doing this any. You volunteered. You're in the mud pit and there's no sense throwing around mud because what happens loved ones when you throw around mud? Spirit brought this beautiful little message in. Do you get off clean? Ever. Try throwing mud and not getting any on you. Isn't that interesting? What's that mean? You can't seek the game's remedy when you are at war with it. Hear that. You cannot seek the game's remedy when you're at war with it. It will elude you. This is why we have to let go of the anger and the hatred and realize, okay, you know what? I did this. I'm here. I'm in a mud puddle. Now what? It's the whole now what? Are you going to sit in your mud puddle and throw around mud? I'm pissed off. I'm in my mud puddle. Or are you going to actually stop and figure out how to get out of it? Go, okay, if I'm actually in this position, mm, keyword. Let me just figure out where I am in this game. If I'm in a game, where am I? What are my rights? What are my powers? What? Let's assess. This is like a military thing. What have I got? What are my aids, my remedies, my assets, my liabilities? Hmm, oh, interesting. So this is why you need to make peace with the present. What we're about to launch right now, you're not going to see unless you get rid of the anger. We talk about equity eyes. These are them looking at you. You got to understand. You have to let go of the anger. Make peace with the present. Stop going back to the past and being depressed about it. That does not serve you. Nor does worrying, being anxious about the future. Stay present. That's why we teach this. That's why we're trying to release some foundational basics in the 70%. So as this information comes in, as you're trying to make peace, you can. So this is, again, where the 70% comes in. 
so that you can start seeing the remedy. We have loved ones coming in saying, I'm God, I can do as I wish. No, you're not. Stop it. You are not father's image. You are in Satan's. You made yourself into a graven image. Shut up and sit down. You are serving Satan, Caesar, sinner. If you think you're in that position, can you see how your remedy will elude you? Until you get to a space where you're like, wow, I screwed up the Ten Commandments like a lot. Within the first couple, actually. I need to realize my position in the game. We're going to talk a lot about position, grantee, grantor, beneficiary, trustee, settler. Oh, we're going to smash these words out today. We're going to see your understanding of them. Now, how did we get to this curriculum? Well, let me tell you. Darren talks a lot of red. He smashes out waterfalls and fire hoses. And living with this man and being with him, there was just so much of him that just made me rock. Because it made sense, but when it came to me finding my words for it, I'd stumble, I'd say the wrong word. I realized I was in this abyss where I couldn't, I couldn't find the light in the words. And I was so thankful for our crayon version because this is where I learned a lot of these tricks you're about to learn. When you take red words and you crayon them, you applesauce them, better yet, apple juice them. Now, these might be some new phrases for you. So we're going to break that down and explain it for you. But as I was going through these red words, I would always ask, okay, well, what does that mean, though? What does that mean? And going through the Black's Law and the Oxford. And then I was able to summarize it, which, okay, well, you're basically saying this. And he go, well, yeah. I'm like, well, why didn't you just say that? Like you just said a whole bunch of words that were ugh, heavy and yucky. Why didn't you just say that? He's like, it's legislation. You have to say these words. I'm like, well, then we need a glossary to just smash this out. So it's crayon. So we started with crayon so that your head wasn't spinning so much. Because we see you, you loved ones. You're like, yes, you, Darren talks and you're like, yes, yes. Why? Because he's activating the equity within you. If we were to ask you a question after, watch how all of a sudden your mouth and your mind don't work together. They suddenly have a disagreement. You can't form any words of any kind. Never mind, make them make sense. And this is what happens when people are in a court of law in front of a judge and a judge asks a question and they go, this is not about shooting your mouth off about what you know about common law and legal and equity. Stop it. What happens when we ask you these certain questions? What say you? This has been schooling for many divergence loved ones on so many levels. What we thought we knew when we're like, oh, wow. Because if that one position's off, loved ones, what you know, and the judges are trained to know and to poke at that. 
So this is why we realize we need to start smashing up these words. We need to go into Satan's world, grab these heavy words that make absolutely no sense, that half the time have been changed from its original meaning. So that's why you got to go back and do a little research, make it lighter. Okay, what is this word? What, what's its origin? What's it mean? Wow, it actually doesn't mean that. And I'm going to take these words because I understand that a lot better. Make it lighter. You're giving the word wings. Then, okay, you know what? I still don't understand three quarters of that. So I'm going to take, what's another word for this word? What's another word for that word? Make it lighter. And through doing this to my deed that's up right now on our live channel, we were able to smash these words that where our youngsters can, our little brothers can speak to this, our little sisters, where they're like, oh, yeah, it means that. And we're like, how'd you know that? Because as long as we get it to a frequency where it's not so low, things start to click. And then when we start to understand, well, that word, a trust pretty much means an agreement and a relationship. Again, why don't you just say that? Okay, well, once I understand that and I apply those words, every time I see trust, every time I see trusty, that's the one who's making the decisions and the one who's liable. Okay, the one who's the beneficiary, the one who's getting the rewards of the trust. Okay, if I start replacing those words, red starts getting orange, starts going green. Applesauce came from, I don't understand the crayon. I've very much held the space of, let's bring this in for 10-year-olds, grade five. So when I didn't understand certain things, I'm like, I, I need it broken down more, more. Go find me another word for this, another word for that. I'm like, give me applesauce. It was a thing that came out because as a child, it's an applesauce. And then we took the next layer, applesauce, smash it up even more, let's make it apple juice. If you give a child apple juice versus applesauce, what's the processing time? There's a big difference. Just like we talked about, then we had chunky applesauce. Our family started. We had all these definitions and we cracked up. We thought it was, but it helps us see, okay, yeah, it's okay, but you have to chew on it a little, which means, okay, what does that mean with it? The less our younger ones have to chew and they can just swallow it. Why? because we want to introduce this to the school systems. We're starting a grade five, 10 years old. We're gonna start there. If we can capture that, we're gonna get a lot of crystals. Children who just go, we're seeing it with our younger ones. We just ask them a question and help give a little bit of clarity and they go, oh, well, da, 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 da. And we just sit there, the more programmed, and we just have to process it because how did you know that? Why is that so easy for you? They're programmed to be easier. So this is what we're doing. Why are we doing what we're doing on live? We're taking my deed, we're smashing it up. It would, it will serve you to go back and to look at these words. Cause when you understand these key words for re your remedy, you can actually go into a court of law when the judge says, what, what do you mean by this? You can say, hey, he said that word, I associate with that one, that one, that. 
you can take your time, you can do your breathing, you can connect, and you can say the right thing. You don't snap, you don't react. That's how spirit protects equity. We say equity protects equity, but what do you, who do you think that is? The higher dimensions. We've given the remedy. We've laid it completely out to some loved ones. They've gone to court and they dropped the ball. What does that say? You have to be of a vibration of what you're trying to, to go for and be. And equity is very much 5D. So what we've done is as a result of smashing up the Jody D, we came up with a quiz. It's going to test your equity wisdom. It is largely around the cornerstones of the positions of every trust. Trust, keyword, for the living, not contracts. Be mindful of this when you go into the test. In Satan's world, they're contracts. Lines blur a little more. So when you're reading the tests, understand we are talking about trusts that are aligned with equity big difference we're going to talk about the trustee the beneficiary the grantee and the grantor positions specifically a dance that happens a grantee grantor and then a beneficiary or a grantee position again it's one or the other but it's a three-step and we're going to talk about that after. We're going to show the differences between the positions and when they happen, because some positions happen for a moment. That's why it's so confusing trying to figure out who's the grantee and the grantor. It took a crazy amount of time. And it was only because I was aligned with spirit. I finally looked at Darren, and they're telling me it's a three-step. Like, what? Well, why are they telling me it's a three-step, Darren? So he could explain it. I'm like, oh, enter equity wings. This is why the 70% is important. So you can help align to spirit equity so it can whisper you some wisdoms that you need. Imagine getting equity wisdoms in court when a judge asks you a question. Oh, loved ones, we break this up to 70 and 30, but come on, it's 100%. This is about going in and representing 100% of equity, all of it. So with the way we're, we've, we're doing this questionnaire, it is built on the Zoom. So the questions are going to disappear. When you get the answers at the end, you're only going to know if it was question A or B or what have you. So that's why we're going to encourage you to write down your answer on the side you will get a grade afterwards but it's good when we go through question by question you remember what you graded when we say put it in the chat we can see where a lot of the blocks are and a little bit of your answer as far as what you thought because again if it's answer d you're not going to remember what answer d is so just kind of give yourself a quick little note that's going to help you when we review this afterwards we will be able to see where the majority again because of the tracking where a lot of you are with your belief systems as far as grantee and grantor and it's gonna it's gonna open your eyes and connect so many dots and once this starts to happen a lot of other pieces of the game that were once blurred are gonna get a little clearer after we do this we have a special little treat we've done some 
breaking down of trustee and beneficiary and settler trusts as far as the original one with father the amendment that took place with eve the breach of trust that happened when they got kicked out of the garden and then the new trust agreement with jesus it's going to blow your mind it came in an hour before i was trying to do a meditation and it Darren, all of a sudden, we were talking about one thing. He said, oh, bonus points for the family member that sees the Jesus trust and knows the different positions. Have we even, even thought about that? What are the different positions with Jesus trust when he came to earth? There was a new trust engaged and initiated. This one's going to but we only like to do one at a time. So with that family, take two minutes, group. We're gonna give you approximately 30 minutes to do this test. There's 26 of them. We don't wanna crunch you too much. We'll be able to see who's completed and who isn't. But if we see that there are some slower ones, we're eventually gonna cut it off. Aim for 30 minutes. This is why you did the meditation, loved ones so that you can just bring in the information accurately, clearly, and equitably. Set those intentions. We'll see you in a few minutes. Okay, family. 26 questions coming up. Get in alignment. Don't worry about being wrong. This is about taking your equity temperature and you're gonna learn a ton. May equity be with you. Okay, family. Deep breaths. How'd you do? Did that test your equity knowledge in all the right ways? All right. We're going to jump into this because there's a lot of questions we want to get through. So one moment, I'm going to move this one and here's the results. So now we on our end are able to see where the majority of you answered, where everyone answered, in fact. So we'll be able to go through this and see where you're getting stuck. And if you have any questions, please put hashtag question into the chat and our kings and queens will be collecting it and we'll make sure we get to it question number one what is a grantee a the one in possession of the legal title no one picked that very good one person picked the one who gets the equitable title nope the answer is c someone who has the complete Thing, the legal and the equitable. So I'm actually not going to focus too much on the wrong answers so we can move this through this a little bit quicker. What is the grantee? A grantee is someone who has equitable. You already have Sorry, Jody. legal title because you're in possession. Yep. 
Sorry, we missed all of that. You guys have been frozen for quite some time. Oh dear. Okay, hold on one moment. All right, let's try this one more time. So the first question was, what is a grantee? If you chose C, very good. It's someone who has the complete thing, the legal and the equitable. In, so, in other words, if you only have the legal title, are you a grantee? No. If you only had the equitable title, are you a grantee? No. So it's important to understand that you can only be in the grantee position when you have the possession, which is the legal title, and you remember or you exercise your equitable title. It's only then that you are able to come as grantee because you have the things, you have something to give. Okay, so we're going to move through this. If you have questions, dump them in the chat. Any of our family or private family that's here, if you want to give some extra knowledge in the chat, or if you want to raise your hand, you're more than welcome to. Question number two, what is a grantor? Okay, so if you answered D, which is answers B and C, then you did that correctly. So the answer is B, a grantor is someone who moves a title from one place to another. And it's also a short moment in time where an interest is delivered. So let's talk about that for a moment. The grantor has the one title that the grantor wants to get rid of or deliver for again, just a brief moment in time. Technically, it's about as long as it takes to sign a document or put, uh, put a letter in the mail and send it. That's how long your grantor for. And then once the receiving party gets your mail or your email or however you send it to that party, the grantor job is done. Never to be grantor again. So this is the quick little dance that we're talking about. Once you're grantee and you realize, oh, wow, I identified as the person. I'm this legal thing. But I remembered I'm not, which gives you your equitable title. Then you have the ability to grant something because you have the things. Now it's about what am I granting? Well, I don't want to grab my equitable title. That's my God-given inheritance. I want to get rid of the dirty, filthy thing. It's the grantor going, I'm, that's what, that's the duality. The coming in two positions, the, so it's realizing and then getting rid of one. So the grantor, once it's delivered, that's the whole reason for a grantor is just to, here you go. It's the mailman. But once the mailman has delivered something, he's he's no longer responsible for anything, which is why once you become the grantor, you either revert back to the grantee position or you revert back to the beneficiary. It depends on how well you did granting it. Okay, loved ones, you keeping up? Well, we're getting no questions, so we're going to keep going. 
Question number three was in the beginning of the Jody deed, who is the grant or grantee of the legal title? So in this is you're, you're going to notice the dance that happened in the, the the questionnaire here because in the deed it's comes from a place of where am I starting? I have to know my current position to be able to move players in the game. And where I am in the beginning, which is my whole remembering and going, oh, okay, here, here's what I got versus at the end of it, here's what I'm taking and what I'm giving away is very different. So this is what we're trying to help you understand family. So when we ask in the beginning of the Jody D, who is the grantee of the legal title? So who is able to give it away? Who can give away the legal title? If I have the legal title, that means I'm in what, family? I have what? Talk to me. I can't hear you. If I have a legal title, I'm in what? Starts with a P. Possession. Have it. You can never give away anything that you don't have. It starts with having it. I have the legal title because I have the birth certificate. Okay, we getting this? So the answer is B. I am the one who has the legal title in the beginning of the deed because I have the birth certificate. I have it to give. Question number four. At the end of the Jody deed, who is the grantee of the legal title? So at the end of the deed, who is it that I'm giving it away to? Is the grant who's going to be receiving it and if you answered b you're correct so talk about this one because this one is a tricky one for some of our loved ones at the end of the day um we have the option we can we can name or appoint as trustee a man or a woman or a corporation or a firm or a lawyer or a, a trust company we have this option so what we're trying to do here is tag the man or woman so that they have knowledge it's a lot easier to, sh to prove that a man or woman has knowledge than a corporation has knowledge someone has to be acting for that corporation. first and foremost get it into doris's hand doris is just the the the, the party or the man or woman who's receiving this thing and then he or she works within this corporation. And from there, this thing's going to spread. And you have to remember the deed that we were showing online is one for a credit card, a bank. There's different kinds of trusts. So there's going to be different grantees within those trusts. And yeah. So, yeah. So these parties are going to switch and move around depending on what, it, what circumstances you're particularly faced with. But here's the good news. At the end of the day, the, the big one process that everyone's looking for once we all do that one type of process you don't have to worry about banks 
and credit cards and things of that nature because your one big master process takes care of all of that for you. So we can break it down on this level. You're going to start understanding it on a bigger, grander scale. Okay, so let's go now into question number five. The question was, in the Jody Deed, who is the grantor of the legal title? Well, we need to understand, first of all, a grantor is the someone who's delivering it. So in the Jody Deed, who is delivering the legal title? And the answer is D, because I'm the one giving it away. So this is the little dance. The grantee position was me realizing, and I'll just use myself as an example, realizing I have the birth certificate and I now know I have an equitable title. So because of that, I'm gonna come in my duality. I'm gonna keep the equitable. I'm gonna give you the legal. I have the right when I have it to give it away to whoever I want. And I'm choosing in this situation. Okay, we're going to move to question number six. At the end of the Jody Deed, who is or are the new trustees? A lot of you got this one right. Very good. Good. The answer is A, Doris, RBC, RBC Direct. Why? Because I name them as the new persons or the, the ones in charge of the birth certificate. Well done, family. I think they're getting hang of this. Number seven, after father, so after creator, who is the original grantee grantor. So what does that imply, family? Who's the original grantee and grantor then? Keep that in mind. But after father grants us life, who is the original grantee and grantor? So who has both titles? This is a very interesting one. So we have a bit of a mixed bag on this one, but the answer is C, the one who applied for the birth registration. So technically within the registration process itself, let's say if mom passes away during the delivery of the baby and only dad's left, well, mom has actually given permission to dad to act on behalf of the baby. So now, see, this is where it could be mom or dad. Really, it, it depends on who's actually making the registration application for the event. In, in today's times, again, 99% of the time, I'm going to suggest it's mom. But in the one-off instance, like I just mentioned, sometimes it would be the father that would have to step in and fulfill that role. And that's why we didn't want to just peg this on mom. Mom is not necessarily the original grantee. It's whoever went and initiated the grantee grantor position engaged an event that's the key word there okay so we see a few of you didn't have any idea just understand after 
creator, who's the original grantee and grantor? Well, that's gonna be the one who applied. So in most situations, it's the primary caregiver, which is the mother. She's the one who's applying for the care card, the birth certificate, the SIN numbers usually. Why can she do that? Why? Because she has the baby. That's the equitable title. And she has the legal because she's applying for the legal type, the legal position and title from the government. So she has both. She has the ability to be able to apply for both. Hence the trick. Okay, so let's go into question number eight. What title or titles are applied for with the social insurance number application? Most of you guys got it right. Very good. If you answered C, you are correct. So you can see how this is a bit of a leading quiz. So what title are you applying for? When mom came with your equitable, was there anything you gained at all, loved ones? Which means there was an abandonment of some kind. We asked for the legal, legal and the crown went, Okay, here you go. Here's the piece of paper. Here's the fancy little card. And we go, thank you. I'm going to protect this now. Here's the thing. There was a time when you protected it and very carefully. But now it's the realization of this is not what was supposed to be done. So we do not apply for our equitable title with the social insurance number. We always, in a way, have our equitable title. Is this the legal is, sh is shadowing us? We're actually the shadow of the real thing. We don't get the equitable because the legal coats us. That's the person. That's the dirty, filthy thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, you know, we don't make a mistake imagine you're 12 years old and your birth certificate is in your sock drawer have you made any wrongdoings or have you done anything with it yet no that thing's just sitting on standby it's not until we use it to go now get this legal title and in doing so we actually give or grant our equitable title to them to hold it because we expressed no interest in it we didn't want it all we suggested was give me that one title and Darren talks a lot about being 16 and applying for the SIN number. I finally said, what is with you in 16? He's like, well, honey, that's how it worked 40 years ago. I'm like, well, here's the thing. I'm like, when you, when I did RESPs, I set that up for families. You get that as soon as you have a birth certificate. If I had a birth certificate, I could get a SIN number for my clients. I pumped out more SIN numbers. I mean, no kidding, there's a karmic debt that has to be paid here. But the SIN number now comes almost with the birth certificate. There and, used to be a waiting pool for 16 and, years. And, and to be anymore. honest with you, that's not, I mean, that's just the system reflecting the public's interest in it. When no one's ever, 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 ever expressing an interest otherwise, they can just start streamlining processes, speed, it up. speed things up, and like, yeah, we can chop off a whole bunch of extra paper administrative work if we just offer the sin number right at the event of birth boom and most are 
and I'm completely happy with it. And again, I don't blame them for doing that because again, mom or dad don't really care. They're going to deal with the problem regardless if they know how to. Okay, so question number nine. If you are in possession of your birth certificate and the social insurance number, you are in what position of the legal title? If you answered B, the trustee, very good. We only had a couple of you think you were the grantor and the grantee. The trustee, when you have the birth certificate, you are liable. When you possess it, you have to pay for it. And again, remember, loved remember ones, that. Yeah, remember, we also made we made an application to be in possession of that thing. So we took our mind and we applied our mind to a situation and we got the result that we asked for. If we knew about the other option, we would never have gotten into trouble, but we didn't know. Okay, so we're going to move on to question number 10. What is an equitable title? Okay, well, we got a little spread here, but if you answered E, which is answer C and D, very good. What is an equitable title? An equitable title is always with you, but you have to know how to use it. It's also an idea. That's why everyone's like looking for their equitable title. I need a, I need a piece of paper. No. You just need, it's the remembering. It's the coming online. You come with an equitable title when you express an interest, when you convey that, you know what? Oh, well done. There was some trickery here, but I remembered. And here's the, the, the fundamental principle behind it. Anything equitable, they have a tough time registering it because it's not legal. They, the system, they really only register legal events. The equitable ones, they're kind of put in a different file and a different folder. They don't really get registered. They kind of get a little bit different treatment. So therefore, the legal title, again, it's an, a registered event. The equitable title can never be registered. So finding it is tough. How does father register his promise to you of, of being a child of his? Yeah, again, this is where, where where's that bank? Pr pretend the equitable title is knowledge and wisdom. It's with you all the time. You could write it down yourself if you needed to. There it is right there. Again, it's in your words. Okay, question number 11. What is a legal title? Okay, so we have a split. We have the majority of you that chose A and we have had some of you chose C. So the a was a paper certificate where the crown is the public legal beneficiary. And then we had some choose C, the paper certificate where we are the public legal beneficiaries. So this is about whether we are legally benefiting, hear that? Legally benefiting or if we're having to legally pay. Who, who, who's in what position? If you answered A, you are correct. A paper certificate is where the crown is benefiting publicly off of you. You do not benefit 
publicly ever. Otherwise, you'd be paying taxes to yourself. Right? Do you, do you pay taxes to yourself? Who do you pay to? The crown. So who's benefiting? The crown. I need some signs of life, family. Come on. I need some. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, I get that. Come on. Move it around. I know it's heavy. We're trying to make it light. I need to see some signs that it's getting lighter for you. Move, moving is a big part of smashing up these words. Okay. All right. Now we're going to go on to the next one here. Just one moment. We're going to switch over to uh, Tess here. Okay, we have the next one up. We actually broke these up into a couple te uh, tests, so we had to go to the next one. So here's question number 12. In the Jody deed, what does it mean the trustee has full power? Now we have question, oh, sorry, one moment here. All right, if you answered C, Doris, RBC and RBC Investment Direct, you are correct. They have the ability to make all of the decisions on behalf of the legal title. So this is a big part of it. It's tagging who I need to tag so that I can tag out of the game. I'm not allowed to remove myself from the monopoly game, from Satan's world, until someone or something replaces me. No trust can fail for one of a trustee. A legal trust is still a trust. So if I'm going to go and tap out, I need to make sure there are ones, persons, things, corporations in place to do that. So... The power is no more power than you gave the trustee. At the end of the day, you still you still reserve one right, or you still hold on to one magic power, and it's this: you you hold on to the power that you can fire that trustee and appoint a new one. So at the end of the day, despite you giving all of that management ability to the new trustee, that's the power you manage the trust day to day, not me. All of the power it takes to get that done, you got it. And maybe even a little bit more. And this is why it's so important, loved ones, that you don't want to control any part of the legal title. There's many loved ones who are, I want to keep possession. I want to keep part of it. I'm only going to give away a portion. If you're doing that, you're still in the game. This is where pick who, who is your master, Satan or father. So this is where, again, having the, uh, the hat to put that trustee hat on a little bit to manage your own affairs, to say, hey, bank, 
I'm going to give you X amount of dollars as it relates to this. See, there's that word relation. As it relations to this little certificate, you'll notice I'm not giving you the whole thing. I'm just giving you a little piece. So once that bank takes their little piece, well, you still got the rest of it. This changes when we deal with the government directly. When we grant that thing back to them, we grant them the whole interest. Did you hear that? So just because I gave a portion to RBC, RBC Direct and Doris, doesn't mean I keep a portion of the legal title. You can't grant something and keep it at the same time. You grant it and give it, or you keep it. I granted a portion to Doris, RBC and RBC Direct. By default, it has to go back to Her Majesty. Why? Because Doris is acting in person. The corporation she's, at, she's working for is another person. All these persons are registered organizations within Her Majesty. They're Agents. all, they're all, every single one of them is an agent of Her Majesty. Now, this becomes important later when we start talking about the beneficiary stuff. They want to make sure that you're not an agent of Her Majesty. Aha. Uh -huh. Hmm. Interesting. And they sometimes they even want to know if your spouse is an agent of Her Majesty because they want to make sure that there's no conflict of interest going on here. And they actually take this stuff pretty seriously. They want you to disclose all this information up front to keep the system honest. Okay, so we're gonna go through these questions only because we wanna get through them and then we'll take your questions. So question 13, what does it mean to appoint a sole trustee? If you answered B, only one person or thing is chosen to take care of the trust, you are correct. Now, this is a bit of a tricky one. Because Darren put in the Jody deed that Doris is the sole trustee, but yet there's other indentured trustees in there. What's happening? What's going on? That's very confusing. Mm -mm. We'll explain the word soul is initially it's when doris opens the envelope right at that particular time she's the sole trustee everything's been basically named to get her rolling so that she can get to work and get this trust moving now she can start making other arrangements and start delegating duties to other trustees but for that particular moment it was hers it was sent to her it had to be sent to an agent of her majesty how does rbc accept something RB it still has to be an agent someone see, yeah then see what see we're just avoiding some confusion here because if i if we were to send it to just the bank well then the bank is going to have to someone's going to have to open that letter and someone is going to have to go and appoint someone to act for this thing. So we actually created a whole bunch of work for the person at the bank. It's it's Swiss cheese. When we could have just said, hey, you, you're it. And then it's up, it's up to them now to go and find those other trustees involved to make this whole show or the whole program work. Especially when those indentured trustees have been appointed and said in the trust. So that's why it's a one person who's been chosen for now it's just a nominee soul does not mean forever 
get that out of your head. Soul just means for now. And then what does the rest of the deed say? She's a sole trustee. And then, okay, so RBC, okay, they're going to be the indentured or security in, intermediaries. These are going to be the indentured trustees. Okay. And then she engages them, initiates it according to what the deed says. Okay. So soul does not mean forever. Mm -mm. It means for now. Okay, question number 14 is after the Jody deed has been established, who is or are the new beneficiaries? Thank you, 12 out of 13, got it correct. I am, I better be. After all this, I better be the one benefiting. I better be getting all the goodies. Yes, whoever in any trust, and we're going to be talking about this, there's the settler. There's a beneficiary and there's a trustee. You're one or the other in a trust, the beneficiary or the trustee. I don't wanna be the trustee anymore because when you're the trustee, you are what? Family, come on, tell me. If you are the trustee, you are what? Take your mics off, let's hear you family. Debtor, liable, yes, what? I can't hear any debtor. The debtor. Debtor, 100% debtor. Sorry. That's it, family. You don't want to be the trustee. That's the position we are in. Don't get pissed off. You signed up. You wanted in the game. You wanted the job. Stop it. You can be pissed off at mom for doing it when you were a baby, but you wanted the job. The job gets you in Satan's world. So now it's about, okay, I've got to subrogate this shit and fast. And we're learning how. It starts with learning what position you're in. Okay, let's go to question number 15. In the beginning of the Jody deed, who owns the legal title? Who owns the legal title? Before I start anything, who's in possession, which is what means owns, of the legal title, which means birth certificate. It does take a lot. Who Her. is it position, or sorry, possession of it? You. Very good. Nine out of 13 said me. Some said Her Majesty. No, she does not own the big own the legal title i have it i'm the one who's in the position to be able to give it away now technically we're gonna let a little bit of this float for those of you who said her majesty or the queen reason being technically technically her majesty owns the legal title but because we chose to wear it, we showed up. We own it. We showed up and we demanded it by our, our application. And when you possess something, it's possession is nine tenths of the line. Where is it? So if you have it, it's you're the one who's paying. So that's why we'll let a little bit of this go for Her Majesty or the Queen, because technically she owns it. We're renting it. 
that's a better way. And this is how we kind of understand it to be. However, what's the best answer, family? The best answer is me. I'm the one who's paying. It's certainly not Her Majesty. Because whoever owns the legal title is the trustee. They have to pay. And she ain't paying for very much, let me tell you. Okay, next question. At the end of the Jody de deed, who owns the legal title? So we had a couple say Doris, Doris, Jody. It's Her Majesty. So we gave it away a little bit on that top one. She owns it. We technically rent it and possess it until we give it back to its rightful owner, the one who made it, the lady with the fancy hat. That's what our family came up with. I love it. It goes back to Her Majesty. Is there anything you want to add to that? So again, just remember, loved ones, the agents, they never own it. They just act on behalf of it. Her Majesty or the government or the state or whatever country you happen to be in, they're the ones that own it. And then we just rented it from them our whole lives thinking it was ours. And that's the mistake we made. Family, you nailed this next question. In the beginning of the Jody deed, who is the beneficiary of the legal title? Clearly everyone is aware of who's benefiting off of the actual legal title, absolutely, it is Her Majesty. So again, just another recap here. Remember, it's because public citizens have no property rights, no real property rights in you're equity. Dead. Anyway, you're dead. So as such, you can't be the beneficiary of anything when you have no property rights. You start getting some benefits and rights when you come to life and start remembering. Okay, next question. At the end of the Jody deed, who is the beneficiary of the legal title? So we went a little bit deeper here. We put another twist on it. Because really at the, end, at the end of the day, every title, whether it's legal or equitable, doesn't matter. Those are still titles. Each title is really going to have a trustee and a beneficiary for every title out there. It has to be. You can't have a thing with only one title. So the title itself has to have the things that make it work. Otherwise, that title the doesn't agreement, work. The relationship. So again, this is us taking it one layer farther than most ever go. And we don't need to get hung up on this one too much. But really, at the end of the day, we just want to be the beneficiaries of everything. And we want to be the trustees of nothing. So who's the beneficiary? Um of the legal title at the end yes the answer is b her her majesty has been before and now it's about me removing myself from the game her and her little minions take over they're very good at it they know the game she made it they take over they can move my pawn around any way they want and they need the power again that little pawn doesn't move with no power behind it so that's it has what we to be granted that's what we had to give them that power. So let them do that. And then I can remove myself. And as long as I'm not in Satan's game, I'm benefiting always, always. Okay, next question. At the beginning of the Jody deed, who is the liable trustee of 
the legal title. Liable trustee, family, what does trustee mean? At the beginning, who's the liable trustee? Trustee means what? The one, the one who has to pay. That's right. So in the beginning, who's paying for the pawn to move around in the Monopoly game? Family, come on, tell me. Jody. Jody. Yes. I am her majesty's bitch. I am her chattel. I have to move around and I got to play her game. That's the yoke. Very good family. It ain't Doris, it ain't RBC. They are not paying for nothing in the beginning of me remembering. They do that after I remember. That's the difference of position. Okay. All right. Very good. Next question. At the end of the Jody deed, who is the liable trustee for the legal title? Okay. Let's just read this one through. So now at the end, now that I've conveyed what I want, who do I want to pay for all of my things? Who's going to take care of my pawn? Who did I put in the deed to move me around? Family. Who's doing Doris. that? Doris. A, B, or C? Doris. And? ABC. And? Uh, ABC and direct investments. Yes. I said you, and you, and you, and you. You guys move me around. I don't care how you move me around. You're the professionals. You've been schooling me since the beginning. You play your game. Okay, so that's who's gonna be liable. Not owning the legal title, who's liable. I went, tag, you move me around the game now. That's what they do. That's actually why they're not held accountable if anything goes wrong. Go sideways, yeah. We're, we cut them a lot of slack. We just want, you know, everyone to act honestly and with integrity. And if there's, if someone makes a mistake, we're supposed to be pretty forgiving. Unless for some reason you can prove that your trustee maliciously or with intent to cause harm went and took a bunch of your trust funds and went and bought cars and houses and boats for themselves. But technically they can't get away with that for too long because a judge every six months or once a year is going to look at everything and make sure everything's good. So let's see how it, all the safety is built in here. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, family, we've been walking you through this a little bit. I want you to pull up the chat. I want to hear from a lot of you right now, because I'm going to walk you through this one, because a lot of you had some mixed answers on this next question. In the beginning of the Jody Deed, so before I conveyed anything, who is the trustee? Trustee is what? The one what? Crown. Crown. No. The queen. The trustee is who? No. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm reading the question. In the beginning of the deed, who is the trustee? Trustee yep. is who? The A one trustee. in possession. The one in possession. The one who has yes. to pay. And the one who? Pays the debts. The trustee is the one who's always liable, loved ones. Always remember that. 
liable pays. Liable pays. That's what a trustee is. So this is a new concept. I'm going to get Darren to explain this in a moment. But who is the trustee of the equitable title? If there is an equitable and a legal title, there is one for each one. The answer is A. It is me because I hold the woman man title. Liable. Not man, the woman title. Liable so for, uh, again, in the debtor position, the one that has to make the payments, uh, all that type of stuff. The one that has to manage everything. Again, this is why our lives are so busy. Because in this trustee position, we have to manage this thing. We have to look after it. We have to spend our lives babysitting this thing, which should never have been our job. So you can start to see where we've wasted a lot of our life doing this already. But good thing we know about it now so we can stop doing that. So when you remember with a trust that there's always someone who's paying and there's always someone who's benefiting. Now we've always had our equitable title, but have you ever benefited from your equitable title family? Yes or no? Let me see your heads. Come on, are you benefiting from your equitable title right now? No. Not yet. If you are not benefiting. That means you're paying. That's why you know you're the trustee of the equitable title because you're not getting shit right now. Nothing. We're just getting a whole bunch of legal because that's all we ever asked for. We didn't remember the equitable until now. So her majesty is not the one who's paying for God's gift to us. Absolutely not. We're paying because we walked into Caesar's house. We go into bed with Satan every night. We're wearing his clothes. All right, next question. At the end of the Jody deed, okay? We're gonna start asking for more head thumbs up and thumbs down. So get your thumbs ready. At the end of the Jody deed, who is the trustee? No, this one. At the end of the Jody deed, who is the trustee of the equitable title? Jody. I got Sorry. Jody. Can you hear me? Sorry, Sabe say. No, I'm saying Jody. Okay, so let's walk ourselves through this loved ones. Who is gonna be paying at the end? for the equitable title. Crown. So if I was not benefiting before, it is going to be her majesty. She is now going to be paying for the equitable title. She's gonna be the trustee. If I wanna be the beneficiary of the equitable title, I need to make sure her majesty the crown is taking care of the other part, the legal part, the liable part. 
I can't be the beneficiary and the trustee of my equitable title. I can't pay for something and, and reap the benefits. It, there's no trust in place. I need to give away one. So with every title, you have to give away one. So in this situation, I'll let you talk about this. It's the queen and her helpers because they have the birth certificate. They are in charge to do what needs to be done in the deed. Correct. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Put your questions in the chat. Number 23, we're going to rip through this. So you guys can have a little break here and I'll let your brains kind of let, settle in. At the end of the Jody deed, who is the beneficiary? Who's benefiting from the equitable title? Oh my goodness. Jody. Betty, let me hear. Jody. What? Who's benefiting from equity? Jody. Jody. Oh, Jody. yes. Very good. Doris better not be. Oh my goodness. When one of you say Doris, Jody and Jody's, Jody's pretty fine. bad on my deed if I did that. Yes, I'm the one who wants to benefit. I don't want to be the trustee. I don't want to be liable. When there's two ways, there's the title and then beneficiary, or you can be the one who is liable, which is the trustee. When you understand you're in one of two positions, it's now about making sure your paperwork reflects that. Okay, next question. What parties are involved in every trust that is created? Ooh, this is a good one. But look at most of our family got it right. I think they listened to our Q&A, our crayon. Very good family. Settler, trustee, beneficiary. Why? Because you need a giver, a payer, and a winner. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. There was a couple people that did pick um, the grantee trustee beneficiary. Why is that not the case? Well, grantee doesn't really make sure the title moves anywhere. A grantee is one position holding something. That's all he or she does is holds it. If they're if all they they're stuck in one position, they can't move. That grantee needs the mailman to show up and take that title and deliver it to another person or another party. So again, yes, grantee was in the background, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the settlor and the grantor. Pretty much the same thing. Okay, so here's a little bit of a shakedown on what is technically the difference between the settlor and the grantor. Well, before the public system took off like it did in the early 1900s and late 1800s, before then, before all these funny legal titles came about, they would just settle things. There would be a, a dispute and things would be settled. Nothing was really granted back and forth until the War Measures Act in the early 1900s came out. They forced us to grant or give or settle everything and give it to the state. And now the state actually has something that they didn't have before. And it was not through us settling. As a matter of fact, we didn't settle at all. We created a controversy. We created a conflict. So there's no settling going on here no more. So we definitely can't settle nothing. Ah, but what did we do? We granted something. They hold it. And now we're asking for them to grant it back. You cannot be a settler unless you are in the grantee grantor position. That's key. 
That's and, why you can't just be a grantor or grantee. You have to be the settler. So you come in both. And grantee is kind of the ghost position. No one or very few people know about it. The original grantee or the, the first grantee in the first instance, the first event, that grantee had both titles. So it's assumed if you're coming now as the grantor or the settlor, it's assumed you got the thing you're trying to get rid of. And again, this is where Dean and I dropped the ball for so many years back in the day when this, when we were first starting to come out and talk about this stuff is we actually didn't have any bona fide proof that we got rid of our legal title. Therefore, we could never truly claim we had the equitable title because we still had that sticky legal one. We never really got it off of us properly. The trickiest part has been about splitting the titles. Once you know you have your equitable and you have your legal, how do you split them? How do you, how do you rip them apart? How do you take the mask off? How do you take the person off? And this is what the deed does. The deed is different than a contract because the deed you're coming in duality. Most contracts, I'm going to say 99.999999% of legal contracts, you're never coming in duality. You're only coming with your legal interest. As the person. As the person. Therefore, it's a corporation, the dead state. It's a contract. It's not a deed. You need more than just a legal interest to create a deed. You need the equitable one to go with it. That's why the trusts are for the living. That's why we're talking about setting up equitable trusts and the proper positions, not how Satan does it, how it works in the garden. Okay, so next question. Can you hold a legal title? Can you hold the birth certificate and benefit from it? Can you be in Satan's world and benefit? No True or false, family? false and do you uh, ever benefit in in satan's game give me a whole bunch of nods <laughs> no. 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 system come on and here's the thing here's the interesting thing right is that dark system led us to believe that we were benefiting and that we were doing fantastic and hey look at all the stuff i got that profit is more debt that Again, for anybody that studies scripture, you're going to come across a, a phrase every once in a while that talks about wages of sin. Wages of sin. That's when you go out and you work from nine to five and you get your paycheck for whatever amount it is through your social insurance or your social security or whatever that social citizen number is. That's where the wages come from all through sin and wrongdoing the trustee holds the trustee is in possession this is why because we hold our birth certificates we're the trustees the beneficiaries do not hold anything they get to enjoy the beneficiary has or has that equitable interest that beneficial enjoyment they don't hold it. It's theirs. They have it. They don't hold it. Because the word hold implies here, hold this. I might be back to take it. Hold this for 10 minutes. I'm going to be right back. See, you don't want to hold. You want to have. 
Have means, no, no, this belongs to me. This is mine. You can't come along and take it. See? Big difference between have and hold. Kind of like a marriage when one spouse promises to have and the other one promises to hold. Puzzle piece complete. Okay, next question, number 27. We only have two more to go. Beneficiary holds the equitable title. Well done, family. You all got that right. We don't have to go over that one too much. You can hold the legal, I can hold the birth certificate and the equitable title and my remembering and benefit. I want you to hear that family before we even like talk about this anymore. When we talk about choose your maker, your master, Satan or father, does it make any sense that you could hold pieces of the game, that you can bring parts of Satan's pawns with you into the garden or bring some of fathers into Satan's and benefit? True or false, family? Can you hold a legal and equitable title and benefit? Can you mix father and Satan and benefit? True or false? 100% false. Very good. Never. Those did, worlds do not mix. I think we missed 26. Did we miss I think one? you missed 26, Jody. Oh, sorry. Okay. Trustees hold the legal title. Oh, we better go back to that one. Sorry about that. Trustees hold the legal title. So the ones liable holds Satan's things. I put false, but I think it's true. It's true. Correct. And again, loved ones, just uh, side notes here. Other words for legal title, security interest. That is synonymous yeah. with legal title. So when you see the deed and other documents to come in the future, whenever we're talking about a security interest, we're talking about the legal title. Who's paying? Who's replacing you as a pawn in the game? Look at it as monopoly, a matrix. No trust can fail for one of a trustee. So if you engage and initiated a legal trust, you cannot just go, I'm out. You can't. You have to tag someone else to replace you so you can go and be reborn somewhere else. You have to change from one form of an energy into another. This is what the baptism is spiritually talking about. We literally had to become something we were not five minutes ago. I think we're on the last question here, aren't we? I don't think we have to go over that last one. You can hold your legal and equitable. Nope. Family, last question. Can you hold your legal and equitable title and benefit? Can you play in Satan's game and in father's and benefit? Can you no sit way. on the fence and play for both masters? Yes or no, family? No. No, you cannot. And here's the defining moment in time. When you may have you know, your equitable title it may have been in your backpack, but when you went and made application for that social citizen number 
or your mom did. You applied your mind in that moment. That means, again, like we said at the beginning here, then you got what you applied for. If you didn't apply the equitable at all, told the system, you didn't even know you had it. So that's why at the at the the social citizen number application event, the only thing we're talking about is the legal title. So how do we fix this here? We're just gonna let the cat out of the bag a little bit. When we're talking about how do you undo that sin, that social citizen number? Well, it's at the federal level at your local tax collector. That's where we wanna focus to start changing the record of events. Oh, wow, that was a little teaser. Family, go take a five minute break. We have some diagrams we're gonna show you about the original trust from father to Adam to Eve to Satan. Ugh, wait till you see this, we'll be back. Okay, family. I'm going to tell you how this one came in. Because I was up bright and early this morning, bringing in information and strategizing. Because again, we've learned as divergence, we don't really plan a lot of our classes until last minute. And then it just, there's less changing that has to happen if we just stay very in the moment. So as a result of doing this, I went for a meditation at around 4.30 today. And as I was trying to rest, because I could feel I had brought in a lot, I cleaned and I cleared, I charged. And I was telling Darren, I've been waking up morning after morning. And I remember coming back from my dreams and I come out of my dreams, talking equity, explaining definitions, seeing teachers telling me things and coming back and being able to talk about them. And I stay up for an hour afterwards, understanding new downloads that I just got. And I'm a firm believer that the reason I've been able to grab onto equity so quickly, because for me, the 70% was natural. The 30% Satan's wor words were very heavy and abstract to me. I didn't understand them. And I was like, well, not Daryl, let's do the 30%. I'll do the 70. But that's not how the garden works. 70% doesn't fly in the garden. It needs 100%. I need to find my words for this. And so as I started jumping in and breaking up these words, I've held the applesauce real hard for the family. The five to 10. Because half the time, I just don't understand this language. I'm not meant to understand it if it's Satan's. So if I need to understand Satan's language, I'm going to take his language and I'm going to make it lighter. I'm going to bring light to it. And by doing that, we end up finding our way as divergence and realizing what things we're trying to say in the big picture. So as I went for this meditation, I got a huge download. The original trust, they said. What is the original trust? 
What's the original trust family? Well, Kim, let's talk about it. Here we go, family. You are seeing a visual of the original trust made with father, creator. Father is the original grantee. Father is the original grantor. He settled things because he had the ability to give. The ones who were meant to take care of what he wanted and the ones who were meant to benefit. And in the beginning, Adam was meant to be the beneficiary. He was the grantee. He became the grantee as he accepted his breath of life. He was granted life by father. He accepted it. He became the grant. So you don't become the grantor. You become at that point, once you, you have it, you either become liable for it or you become a beneficiary of it. So once you've been granted something, that's the choice now that this is the crossroads. So of course, Adam became the, the beneficiary. He accepted all of the rewards from our inheritance from father. Who were the trustees? The angels. Back then, who else would have paid for Adam? Who would have taken care of him other than the myriads of angels? And as I was bringing this in, they're like, well, I could feel other energies coming in. Like there was other trustees in place. And I got nudged from spirit going, <clears throat> As archangels went, excuse me, divergence. <clears throat> and the Galactic Federation went, excuse me, divergence. Oh, <laughs> wow. That makes sense. Here's one of the first creations from Father. The angels take care of him. And the angels appoint who is needed to direct and guide him. Is that not the perfect trust family? That's how it started. So let's talk about an amendment that took place. There was Adam and then there was Eve that did not dissolve the trust. This is a trust that can be amended. Because it can be amended, the Father does not change in his position. All that changes is the beneficiaries. The angels still stay in place. All the indentured trustees. There's just another player in the game, Eve. And because of that, the trust was amended to incorporate Eve. So this is why when we talk about trust that can be changed, it's important that you set up trusts that are appropriate for what you would like in the future. 
if you want additional beneficiaries, it's going to be important that your trust can be changed. So from that amendment, we moved into breach of trust. We've heard of this. Breach of trust is serious. In the legal world, it'll get you 14 years in jail. It's kind of a big deal. Let's talk about what of a, a big deal it was in the garden in the beginning. Again, the settler did not change. There is a disturbance within the trust, which means the disturbance happened between the beneficiaries and the trustee. The one who initiated the trust father did not change because there was a disturbance. The positions changed. Look at this family. Because Adam chose to accept the legal title, took a bite into the apple. Is it any different than accepting the birth certificate? When Adam did that, he bit in, he accepted Satan's proposal. He accepted the new title, a new agreement engaged, a new appointment. Satan offered him something. Satan was in a position to offer him something. Adam went, okay, fit into it. It wasn't the holding or necessarily the looking at it. It's when he grabbed it, the possession, and then owned it, the biting into it. It engaged a new trust family. Swapping of the trusts. Adam and Eve now become the new trustees. They're liable. You messed up. You have to pay. You had one thing that you were not supposed to do and you did it. There's consequences. Who's benefiting now from this new breach of trust family? Who benefits? Come on. Satan. Satan. Caesar. Not yet, but this is in this situation, it's Satan. He engaged a new trust because he could. So what happens now? We're in a situation of a breach of trust. Kim? We have a resurrection trust. So I was telling Darren about this. Like, oh my goodness, I have three triangles and I'm drawing this. That's how spirit works. I'm drawn and I'm drawn. He gives me time and space to work on it. And then he comes back and he lays in bed. And he's like, so bonus points to the family that knows how Jesus applies in the new trust. <laughs> what does 
give me a minute with that. The resurrection trust. When Jesus came here, he engaged a new trust because he could. He upgraded the old one. Jesus could come as the new settler because he comes as the grantee. He came with his equitable title already. He never engaged and got dirty hands when he was here. He never got registered. He had and always kept his equitable title. When you keep something, you can now grant it. You can offer it. So because he kept it, all of us gave it up. He kept it and came back and he went through it and still kept it. And then offered a new trust to all of us. Here's the first trust. This is the trust that, uh, Kim, can you actually go to the first one if, if you miss it, please? That should be the next one. He offers two trusts. This is the trust we know, family. Look at this one. We already know we're trustee. Why do we know we're trustee, family? Why? Let me hear possession. you. As we're paying. Possession we're paying. of the birth certificate. Because exactly. We're we are the person. We are the person as long as we have that birth certificate, which means Everyone's like, I have rights. Do dead people have rights? Stop it. No, you don't. You're a sinner. Right now, we are choosing to serve Satan and Caesar only because we haven't figured a way out yet. Yet. This is, the, this is the position we're in. Don't get mad. And don't come saying you're God. As you come as a dirty, filthy thing. An image of Satan. Stop it. I know that's the goal, but you are certainly far from it. This is about what is our current position. Our position is we're dead. We're persons. We're sinners. We have a legal title. We're possessed. Throw mud around as much as you want. Get pissed off as much as you want. You're still in your mud puddle. So you want to throw mud and get muddy while you do it? Or you want to regroup here a little bit and realize, wow, Jesus came back to offer a different way out. I'm still in Caesar's world. Why? Because I have this dirty, filthy little thing. So if I'm the trustee right now of Jesus' trust, <sighs> do you hear that, family? If I'm the trustee of Jesus' trust, I am paying right now. And Taryn just said, and that's like super shitty because he already paid. Like this is like paying with interest, interest, interest. 
like compounded, compounded interest. So in the Jesus trust, where we all sit right now is the trustee who's benefiting family. I know you don't want to see it. Look, this is your current position. With your equitable title, Satan is benefiting right now because you don't know any better. And why? Because you're not accepting Jesus's grant. What does that mean? We're not accepting Jesus's grant. Okay, Kim, take us back to the previous one, please. Okay, well, we already know. He came, he has the ability to offer us something. What if we subrogated it? We made Satan liable. Where we grant him, give him back the legal sin, the title. If we give that back to him, her majesty goes, okay. She doesn't get mad. She's had your equitable title in a lost and found. Stop getting mad at her. You didn't know any better. And you used her system until you did. So mind yourself. Show some respect. She took care of you until you could. Until you were capable and able. This is the part of realizing your position. Not getting mad at the parties. You're in the game. It's up to you to position yourself differently. So once we accept Jesus's grant as grantee, we become the beneficiary. We move right from grantee, boom, right over to beneficiary. We accept his grant, boom, we're co-commissioners with him. Welcome chosen, 144,000. These are the ones who want the truth, the light, and the way. Welcome to being born again, resurrected. Are you recognizing any of these words, family? This should be igniting something in you. Don't get mad. Don't get pissed off. The game served you. Now this is about, okay, wow, I'm in a big-ass mud puddle. I got big boots on. And this is the thing. The better you were at the game, the bigger the boots you made, the muddy boots. You were still stuck in the mud. The boots were still stuck. You just made more room for you to move in Satan's game. You're like, mm, look at all of my flexibility. Look at my freedom. I don't have two weeks holidays. I have four weeks now. Mm, look at my big boots. If you want to stay there, fine. If you want to slip out of the boots and put your feet into the mud, it's going to be a lot easier walking than with muddy boots. But here's the thing Divergence wants to teach you. How about we teach you wings, family, so you can fly out of your muddy boots? Mud be gone. How about we do that? If you want to take your muddy boots one at a time and sludge it through Satan's world, <clears throat> equity will elude you. 
if you want to slip out of the boots and start walking in the mud, you know what? You're going to start seeing a bit more. You're leaving some weight behind. But what happens if you start learning wings? It's 70% of equity. It helps you see what you need to see for your remedy. So when we have loved ones coming and say, just give me this, I just need this, stop it. Absolutely not. We give it to you in the way that spirit wants you to see it and in alignment to how aligned you are. So if you keep missing it, you keep dropping the ball, you keep feeling like your, your boots are pulling you back, how about you focus on your wings? That's what divergence is here to remind you of. Your position. Because once you know your position, then you can calculate and figure out where you're going to go. And in Satan's world, they're going to teach you, you have to go through the mutt. Divergence is here to teach you. Spirit is here to teach you. You can grow wings and clear 70% of it. It's about what you choose. And learning your position is going to be a key part in that. Family, we've been over two hours. We try and be respectful of our family. Here's the thing. We're not done with you. We have a special feature coming up on Sunday, part two of this. There's going to be more surprises. There's going to be more huge dumps. Put your questions in the chat. We're going to put them together. And we have some loved ones that can speak to this. We have loved ones who have made new questions for you based on what they've learned and what they want their live family to learn. All right. Thank you so much for showing up. We love you. Go process this. Be with this.